Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to episode number 89 of the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Senapati-Ratna. I'm glad you could join us today. 89, hard to believe. I... <laughs> And they said they it never lasts. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, I'll get serious here. I I am excited uh, for our uh, Aaron Run episode today. Uh, God has just kind of been stirring me, and you maybe have sensed it with kind of who we've had on. You know, praying the scripture with Natasha, Bible uh, Bible recap podcast with, with Tara Lee. Uh, Cobble, and then we had uh, Nikki Gumble, Bible in one year, uh, just kind of a theme going on here. And so uh, when I heard about, because I'm a, a member of the Assemblies of God, which if you're not, that's fine. It doesn't, uh, you're not, we still want you part of the family. Uh, but uh, if it, uh, that's where I am, that's kind of my tribe. And I saw that they came out and they're working on this uh, Bible engagement projects and thought this would be fun uh, to have someone from uh, our headquarters uh, share a little bit about what's going on there. And so I reached out to them and uh, Renee Vaughn volunteered to uh, be a part of it, so I'm excited to dive into that today. Uh, But before that, uh, if you are new to the show, uh, you can go over to ChristConnection.cc and uh, just put in your name and email address, and I'll send you three uh, videos to help you find an enjoyable prayer life. I mean, I wrote it, Enjoying Prayer, with the idea to help people have it prayer is first of all a get to before it's a have to so uh, head on over there put in your name email address we'd love to have you a part and then you'll also get uh, a weekly email letting you know when the podcast is coming uh, available so uh, without further ado my conversation with renee uh, griffith grantham my guest today is renee griffith grantham uh, she is a communication and content strategist for the Bible Engagement Project and a licensed minister of the Assemblies of God. Renee, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. It's great to be here. Hi. Now, uh, we did this right before we went live. Uh, Did I get the name right there? You did. It was perfect. Okay, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, since now we're live, I might as well get it correct. Since this is this, although it is new to you too, right? Because literally new yesterday, it's official. Social Security official. All right. Now now we like to call these errand run episodes, meaning the show is about the length of time uh, that it takes to run an errand, depending on people's errands. I guess Uh, that's uh, it can change. But uh, uh, so I like to start with an errand question. If you are out on an errand, you're doing something fun, and you want to treat yourself, what do you get yourself on that? trip right i am a sucker for nutrition bars there's a lot of different kinds you have meal replacement protein uh, whole food all the other different kinds i love just trying new ones seeing what they're like um, i think i started with luna bars back in the name the cliff then lara bars and currently on rx bars which is fun all right rx bars i don't think i've ever had uh, is that like a high protein one it's um it's kind of more of a whole foods one if i I would have an example, but I ate it. So the wrapper will just say three almonds, two egg whites. Oh, and yeah. On the front, and I'm like, really? Can that taste good? And it's, it's like a challenge, you know? And then I eat it, and I'm like, that was good. And then I try a new one, so. 
And they are good. You like them? I, I really enjoy them. I think you should try it. Uh, well, I, I've, I've always been scared by that too because it's like it's just the ingredients. I'm like, uh-huh. uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm right? a for those uh, those kind of bars too. When I go in the, uh, you know, I'm traveling somewhere and there's those, uh, you know, I need to get something. I like to treat myself to one of those, but uh, those ones have been scary, so I have never done. I think you should do it. <laughs> good <laughs> rx bars huh all right here we go all right now one more uh fun question we were talking travel before we started uh and you lived overseas for a while uh so i'm a sucker for travel uh, uh when you go outside the uh, or when you recommend to people outside the outside of the united states where do you recommend they go visit <laughs> That is a hard one because there are so many beautiful places on the planet and I've only visited a very small fraction, but I would have to say Greece um, for many reasons. And I used to see calendar pictures of these pristine white places in this crystal blue ocean and they look, the sea, it just looks just like that. Um, I've been to Athens and just being able to stand in a place like Mars Hill and read what Paul spoke was powerful. Um, then to Thessaloniki and just pouring over the books of the Thessalonians, going to the ruins of Philippi and seeing the prison where Paul and Silas were held, just really powerful. There's so many biblical sites, Berea also. And um, the food is amazing. The people are friendly and you have this ancient and modern blend, you know? And so I would say go there if you can. Wow. I, no, I, I got to go back. You said uh, you went to Philippi and you saw the prison where, uh, or where, where they say, I assume they think it was, but uh, right. uh, didn't uh, didn't it get destroyed uh, in the earthquake? Wasn't that wouldn't that be? Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so there's parts and I'll say the earthquake was here, and things are just demolished. Um, there's a little sign I show you on my phone, but this is a podcast, so um, I'm saying this is, this is the side of the prison, and you know, just walking kind of up these stairs and looking down into this cave-like structure. Um, just being able to listen to to the letter to the Philippians as I walked through was just really powerful. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that is one of the places in, uh, yeah, if I went to Greece, uh, Philippi would be on that. Because you know, Philippians were one of my favorite books, so uh, right. definitely. Uh, all right. Now, you are a part of the Bible engagement process, uh, pr- project, and you came out with an article, and I have it here with me, uh, <laughs> that uh, said that 21% of practicing Christians are Bible engaged. So what do you mean by the term Bible engagement, and what does that look like for the average person? Right, and it's such a good question because that number is so low. And so, we had to, so how did we get this number? So we have to go all the way back to how do you define that? So back in 2017, um, the Assemblies of God came under the leadership of Doug Clay and his passion is to see biblical literacy levels rise across the nation. And so we said, you know, before we raise them, we need to know what they are in the first place. What, what's the state of biblical literacy um, in America with among different denominations of practicing Christians. So we asked Barna Group, their reputable research company, as a third party to determine if there are issues with Bible engagement um, inside outside AG fellowships and, and to what extent. So in 2019, they began their research by defining that phrase, like what are we measuring, right? And so they came up with, if you're a Bible engaged person, you're a person who interacts with the Bible frequently and whose relationships and choices are transformed by biblical interaction. So that means if you're unengaged, 
then you're not going to interact frequently, if at all. And the Bible's not really going to have an impact on your life. And so they defined that in three ways. They broke it down into you're going to be engaged practically, emotionally, and missionally. So practically is daily disciplines. I'm going to read the Bible. This is my habit. Emotionally is do, do I feel this connection with God? Is this something I like to do? And then missionally is this informing my choices, my interactions, and just my actions. So they have this definition and they created a pretty extensive survey. They ended up surveying about 1,502 practicing Christians in the U.S., um, 275 Protestant senior pastors, 396 Assemblies of God pastors, and 982 Assemblies of God church attendees. And they had phone conversations in her um, service on the internet, and they took cross-sections from the heartland of America, coastal regions, um, urban centers, and different language districts to make it as comprehensive as they could, and so they had questions. I mean, again, how do you measure that? It's like, how is your life impacted, right? So they had questions such as, um, what is your view in the Bible? Does it have errors? Is it historical? Is it factual? Is it only teachings um, written by wise people? Are you disciplined to regularly read and engage with it? Um, you know, do you do you practice these different fruit of the spirit? Would you consider yourself to have a degree of relationship with the Holy Spirit? Would you want to live your faith in public? And so they rated all these types of things and said when people score high in the practical, emotional, and missional spheres, it's like the Venn diagram where they overlap. They said, how many people are overlapping? Um, in all three spheres. And that's where they came up with the 21%. Wow. Uh, that does seem low. Uh, it, was, it was shocking to me when I learned that. Because um, <laughs> I think that maybe many of us believe, oh, we love the Bible. And something that they came up with in the survey was they compared having a high view of scripture to having a high rate so to speak of living it out and they found that those sometimes weren't, weren't the same you can have a high view of scripture but maybe not know how to live it out or not know that you that you should um so they found those to be different as well but when we saw that it was 21 um from this barna survey we said we have to do something about it <laughs> right uh, that would be a, an important thing to tackle right at that point <laughs> all right and so uh you are, you're the communications and content strategist for, the, for this uh, new project. Uh, uh, so what is the Bible engagement project? How, how do you define that? <laughs> right. So first off, it's not some people, not you, but others have confused it with Bible project, which I love. I love them. I love their videos, their podcasts. We are not them. <laughs> um, and you didn't make that mistake at all. I just want to throw that out there. Though some people simplify it and like that's entirely different. So Bible engagement project, it is several things it's a philosophy it's a way of life to commit to living bible engaged and then practically it is people engage with the bible so what we are is a digital small group resource for every age level in the local church so this is a small group resource for churches and the desire behind it is to have a world engaged with the bible even more and so it's resources for, we have a set for preschool, a set for kids, a set for youth and adults. And it is this full, it's intentional um, as far as a discipleship process. It's not just different topics, which are any measure of the Bible is excellent, right? But mm -hmm. 
But to have this systematic study, for example, the first year, so we're releasing curriculum in years and for 40 week sessions. And the first one takes people from Genesis to Revelation in 40 weeks to say, if you are approaching the Bible and you don't know anything about it, we got you. So let's start at the beginning of this book. And let's say, who are, the, who are the major characters? What are the major stories? Is is the Bible itself, if you can get through it in 40 weeks, is that is that a story? What is the story of the Bible all about? And taking people through. Um, and it is digital, all delivered on an app, which really was so amazing because we launched this app in August of last year. So COVID-19 pandemic is going on. Um, many churches couldn't meet and then some could and it's still been up in the air with some that can and can't based on size and masking ordinances but it's like God knew that and went before us so even if people can't meet in person they can still go through the app together and it saves all your notes you have the bible linking out and coming back in the app and you can communicate it's almost like its own little Facebook group in some ways so you have people that are able to connect throughout the week we have personal devotions and um, also behind it because we're like, wow, 21%, right? So it's, it's this idea of whole church discipleship. So for example, say week two, we're still in Genesis or something. And, and so preschool kids, youth and adults are all going through the same lesson. Perhaps they all study Daniel in the lion's den. And then there's family devotions. Um, for any type of family unit, they can talk about what they're learning at home. And it, I think it helps parents and other types of parental figures in children's lives to feel better equipped because they're all studying together. So it's pretty neat. No, I like that. If you're all doing the same thing together, then the conversation on the way home from church or whatever is, is kind of overlapping there. And so it makes it, makes it more fun, I suppose, and more engaging, which is the, is the word there, right? <laughs> it's not the Bible project. It's the Bible engagement project, right? <laughs> I, although I will say this about the uh, the Bible project, uh, we we just I, my daughter and wife and I started in July on their their videos on the Bible, the different books of the Bible, and just this week we we finished. We got through all the books of the Bible, so oh, wow. <laughs> that was our that was our breakfast <clears throat> breakfast together in in quarantine season. I guess it was to go through the Bible together. <laughs> I uh, I just watched theirs on the Book of Ruth this week, so. We are actually going through the Bible Engagement Project app here at work. We each, um, a lot of the team leaders have a small group made of coworkers. And so this week was volume four, session two, Ruth and Boaz, and it has this theme of restoration. And so we're going through and seeing how God is involved in every detail of our lives. And I'm reading through and preparing with our app. And then I said, oh, let me go to Bible Project and just kind of watch this overview. You know, as soon as they bring out some insights that, uh, that I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. So. So if you do that as a, uh, you're doing that as like a team, you said, uh, uh, do you have one person that's kind of the leader of that or how does that, how does that work? Right. And I think it's probably up to each group. So in mine, we all have the same app and we can all see the same content. So sometimes I ask, you know, who would like to read about what we're, we're going through. Um, your one is called Listen. So we're in Listen in the adult section of the curriculum since we're all working professionals. And um, <laughs> Just trying, to make it, just trying to make it very open and communal and people sharing stories from their lives. Um, and so it really, even though I'm technically the leader, I'm learning just as much from the other people. And I don't, I don't see it as teacher student so much as we're all learning together. That's cool. Uh, 
I laugh because your facial expression was saying something about you wanted to call some of your coworkers kids, I think was what that was. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Let's we'll move right along here. No, <laughs> we have a good time. Uh, uh, so you've rolled this out uh, and it's starting to, you know, churches are starting to use that. Uh, do you have any examples of uh, stories or churches or individuals kind of coming back and how they're using it and what it kind of what it looks like? We do. So a big part of my role is curating stories, content, finding the testimonies of people who have just started, you know, this project is new and we launched in August. And so um, I will share just a couple here and in no particular order, because it's just how do you rank something that God is changing lives? It's amazing, <laughs> right? Um, here's one from a pastor in Houston at a new church plant. Um, had a Zoom call with her and she and her husband are church planters. And she says, you know, we're doing listen kids on Zoom because our church can't meet yet. And this was, this was uh, several months ago. And she says some of the kids who are joining haven't actually been exposed to the Bible. So they, they don't have a, a biblical culture of discipleship, so to speak, at their own home. And she said she's loving using these lessons because it's a video and questions and opening activity and, and all this stuff. And she said in one of the lessons, she just asked the students, do you know Jesus? Do you have Jesus in your heart? And she said three of the students raised their hand to accept the Lord. And so she was able to pray with them as they invite Jesus into their heart and um that's, that's just amazing. I mean, that's why we do what we do. You know, so people are going to hear the Bible and for the first time, no matter the age, this happens to be children, they're giving their lives to Christ. And she said, even a mom has called her, one of her daughters keeps talking about heaven. And she's so excited to to go there because she's learned this. Sure. And that there's a place called heaven, you know, from, from listening kids. And that's my awesome. favorite one. Yeah. Um, oh, so good. That one's from Houston, Texas. We have um, another one here from Hawaii. And again, this church at this time that I interviewed could not meet in person. And so this pastor, he said, you know, I'm a pastor for the community. If somebody asks me how big is my church, I say from one end of this Hawaiian island to the other. And so he's telling anybody about Bible Engagement Project and saying, join our small group, you know, get on the app. And he's going through, even with this pastor, he says, pastor your families, don't just pour out to others without that pulling back. And he said that in the context of the family devotions that he's going through, even with his own family, not just his kids and worship pastor, but he said um, he was in a multi-generational household. And so you have the father, the grandfather, the uncles and nephews and the grandmother and the nieces and the grandma and everything. And he said, they take turns reading it, going through, and they're able to disciple their own family. And he said that Bible engagement curriculum has been key to ushering in moments where my own family meets the presence of God. And I love that of enriching pastors. And with that, with this small group curriculum, it is for the pew, for the people, but also for the pastor. And so when, when you get all these licenses to use the app and go through the curriculum, um, it also gives the pastor a copy of Logos, Logos 9, um, Silver Edition, which actually comes with kind of an Assemblies of God curated library that gives you all these additional materials, papers, books, etc for free. So he's, and he and uh, the other pastor in Texas and all that, they're all getting this um, as well. And let me see other testimonies. Here's another one. Um, we've gone from Texas to Hawaii and now to California. So all these beautiful places, but um, <laughs> this pastor is, he's leading a multi-ethnic church that prior to COVID and still online, I believe has 
five different language services and hundreds of people connected online as well. If you have people in one country and their relatives are overseas, um, some of them are able to tune in as well. And he says, you know, I love Bible engagement projects. And he said, it's a blessing to a diverse church because in a sense, it's plug and play. It comes with graphics, promotional material, small group leader training, and all the material you need in the app. So he doesn't need to print anything and go to different places. It's kind of a one one-stop shop and so he's going to go with it go through it with these small group leaders before they're going to teach it to the congregation so very cool i i, I mean part of the reason i reached out to uh, you about being on the show was i was excited about i mean as a i used to be a pastor for nine years before starting this ministry 15 years ago and uh, some, some, something uh, like this uh, has such great power at, from a pastoral level to help uh, and give you a resource and no matter the size of the church to to, to be something and so hopefully uh, people will keep people will get a hold of this and be able to uh, use that in their own church or in context uh, Anything else you want us to know about the project that would be helpful for people? Well, I love it. And so let me see. Um, <laughs> not that that's going to make a difference for them, but just sharing my personal thoughts. Um, I just want to say all the lessons are bilingual. So oh, cool. it's not just in English. It's also in Spanish. And we have a Spanish version of the website, Spanish version of our YouTube channel. So yes, we have a website, we have YouTube, we have Facebook and Instagram. So different ways to connect with people um, and just right. interested in inspiring congregations of every level. And I love that it's digital because if your church isn't meeting in person, that's absolutely, absolutely okay. It's just evidence that the Lord goes before us. And um, it's it's taken so many moving pieces to see this dream come true. I and mean, we have people doing, for example, doing Spanish voiceovers in Guatemala. And we have other people in Central America working on things and, and different pastors from all over the United States writing content. And it's just such a such a big project to wrap your arms around. But the Lord has been so faithful to uh, to bring it together. So it's Very been fun. Uh, very cool. Uh, well, in a second, we'll have you give us where everyone can find that and whatnot. Uh, but I always uh, on these and Aaron runs like to pray for you and your team uh, before we do that. Anything specific that we can pray for this effort? Yeah, thank you so much. Yes. So I would say in general, um, please just pray for a healthy church in every community marked by spiritual and numerical growth. I mean, that's kind of the big idea behind Bible Engagement Project and just why we do what we do big picture. And along with that, just continuing to pray that the world will increase in biblical literacy and not just reading the words, but doing them, right? As the Bible says, so just praying for an increase worldwide in Bible engagement. Um, we consider it an honor to be a part of that. We know God is doing so much and this is our little piece um, and what he's doing before his return. And um, yeah, just for all the moving pieces to continue coming together like they have. And it's really exciting. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for uh, Renee and uh, what she is doing in her part. Uh, we, we pray that uh, people would, that 21%, Lord, would increase. Lord, it wouldn't just be, uh, it's not numbers, it's individual lives of people who are trying to follow you and maybe the, the pieces are not coming together. I pray that this 
this project would be used for your glory uh, around the world uh, as people find find you in your word because that's you are the word living and active and so lord i pray that people would would engage with your word at a whole new level and this uh, the bible engagement project would be part of that again we pray for renee that uh, you and her team and the whole uh, behind the scenes that you would give them favor and insight and direction as they go forward in your name amen amen thank you so much hey. So where would you, uh, where can people learn more about the Bible Engagement Project and uh, any final ask of the audience that uh, before we sign off today? Right. The, uh, I think the best way is to go to our website. It's www.bibleengagementproject.com. Um, also available in Spanish. So you can read, I mean, it's anything from who we are. We have a blog there. We have all the steps to launch. Um, even have like digital kits, just anything you want to know. Um, and when people do, we do follow up in 48 hours with a personal call, you know, from our customer success team to saying, how can we help you? So just, I just feel like it's such an encouraging time in the middle of a pandemic as pastors are adjusting to a new normal that doesn't seem to be going away. Just there are resources to help you, to help them, like we're praying and definitely in this together. Very cool. And we'll put that in the show notes and the YouTube and all that uh, so people can find that. So thanks for being here today. Well, there you have it. I hope that uh, this was helpful to you. And you can find the show notes at ChristConnection.cc and click on podcast. And while you're there, like I mentioned at the front, you can put in your name and your email address and we will send you a three-part video series on how to have an enjoyable prayer life. And then after that, uh, you'll weekly get an email on uh, what the latest episode is and what kind of what's going on with the ministry. Uh, and while you're there, maybe God will put on your heart to uh, become a part of the Christ Connection family, whether it's a one-time gift or uh, you become uh, a monthly supporter of it, you can go to ChristConnection.cc and click on Donate for that. Um, and we'd love to see what God would do as we, you know, this has been downloaded in 84 countries. We'd love to see that expanded and kind of become self-sustained and see what God would do through that. So, uh, again, that's ChristConnection.cc and click on Donate. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. And until next time, God bless you.